And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I'm your host, Casey Hendrickson. Joining us on the line right now is Congressman Jim Banks from Indiana. Congressman, how are you doing today? Hey, Casey. Good to be with you. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, no problem. Glad to uh, glad to actually have you on the radio show. We did link up a little bit in Washington, D.C. when you were chatting with Pat Miller uh, when we were at Hold Their Feet to the Fire. That was that was fun. And we talked a little bit about our, our congressman now, Rudy Yacom. Because you and Rudy actually go back a little ways, don't you? Yeah, we do. We used to work for the same uh, real, uh, commercial real estate company, the Bradley uh, Company out of South Bend, uh, bought a real estate company in Fort Wayne and worked for them for a few years, got to know Rudy really well, R- really proud of him. He's, he's uh, off to a great start. He's going to serve uh, uh, the second district very well, and um, he's going to be a leader. He's a leader in everything that he does. He's going to be a, a great leader in the Congress and for our country. Proud to have him uh, as a part of the a part of the House Republican Conference and serve alongside him over the next two years. Yeah, I'm pretty confident about that, too. By the way, congratulations, because you were just appointed to the House Select Committee on the Strategic Competition between the U.S. and the Chinese Communist Party. So congratulations on that. But also, why don't you can you do me a favor, just kind of explain to the audience what that committee actually does and and what its stated purpose is? Well, I, I think it'll be the most important thing the Congress does over the next couple of years. But the Chinese Communist Party is the biggest national security threat to the United States of America and to our American way of life. And for the first time, Congress has taken a real look at what we can do about it. Um, you, you've seen uh, 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 under the Trump administration, you saw the first president in American history say that China is a threat to America. Now we have a president, Joe Biden, who doesn't just turn a blind eye to the, to the Chinese. He's turned over the keys to America, to China. And I'm talking about in very corrupt ways. So uh, the Congress is going to have to step up and do what the Biden administration won't. And we've, we've formed this select committee. And our, our mission, our job over the next two years is to look at everything from our military to our economy to the supply chain uh, businesses that do business in China or, or Chinese Communist Party controlled businesses. Look at ways that we can put America back on top and uh, put America in a better position to hold China accountable for stealing our jobs, what they did to give us COVID, and, uh, and, and, and develop a whole-of-government approach to compete with China. So I think it'll be the most important thing that we do this, this Congress, and I'm proud to be a part of it. Yeah, and I think it, particularly in, in our neck of the woods here, Congressman, the Chinese ownership of farmland is very, very concerning to people in this area. So I'll be interested to maybe link up with you in the future after the committee's been running for some time and actually get your thoughts on that as well. Uh, did you see the the Project Veritas exclusive that broke last night? I don't know if you have an opportunity to to actually watch that yet. But you mentioned uh, COVID and China, but you've got a you actually got an executive for Pfizer basically saying that you know Pfizer is developing ways to mutate COVID in the lab, and they've discussed actively promoting those mutations in order to get ahead of vaccines, which seems to be to most people a gain of function. Um, and a lot of people are very concerned about this. And if you've had an opportunity to see it, I was interested in what your thoughts were. I haven't been able to watch it. I've, I've seen, uh, you know, n- another very important uh, revelation for Project Veritas and, and what they're exposing to the American people um, and, and, and the type of research that, by the way, you and I and the American taxpayers paid for. And we got to put an end to that. So the select committee on, on China, we're going to we're going to focus on uh, the economic and military threats of China. There's also a new select committee I'm not a part of on the origins of the coronavirus and what we do about it. And, and they'll be looking at how we 
cut off the type of funding that led to gain of function research that that uh, likely you know we I remember the first time Casey I uh, April of 2020 I I had I talked early on that was early on in the in the pandemic I remember talking about uh, the likelihood that the origins of the coronavirus were in a lab in Wuhan, China, and the very liberal left-wing editorial page, the Fort Wayne Journal Gazette, where I come from, mm-hmm. published an editorial and said I was trafficking in conspiracy theories and spreading irresponsible uh, information, being irresponsible and spreading uh, 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 information like that. And now, you know, fast forward to where we are today. Mike Mike Pompeo, the former Secretary of State, just released his book last week and you know confirms once again that. It's not just—it's not just a possibility. It's very likely the most likely scenarios that yeah. that's exactly where it did come from. So Project Veritas is on something here, and and Congress needs to listen to it, incorporate it in our questioning of um, not just uh, not just Dr. Fauci and some of the others that were involved in funding that research, but also some of the corporate players in America who um, who were involved in all this mess as well. Yeah, I've always said the conspiracy theory always that was that this came out of the wet market and. My audience knows that, you know, in December of 2019, I was saying, I don't be, don't be surprised this comes out of that lab in Wuhan because there's been so many problems with it before and the international inspections have not been kind to it even before the leak. So um, it's nice to see that the truth is finally coming out, but unfortunately it's, it's a little too late. But with that, I mean, obviously you've, you've been a great representative. I mean, you have big fans here in Michiana. You're technically not our district. Um, but there's a lot of people very, very happy that you have decided to announce that you're going to run for Senate and take over Senator Braun's vacancy as he runs for, for the, uh, the governorship of, of the state of Indiana. What led to that decision? You've been thinking about that for a while. Did you come to it on your own? Were you approached for it? How did that go down? Yeah, not, not an easy decision for my wife and I. We have three daughters who are 13, 11, and 9 years old. They mm. serve with me. We, 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 we believe public service is a calling for our family and um, and we're proud to do it. And we, and we come from a safe, what some might call a safe red uh, seat in Northeast Indiana with Fort Wayne being the anchor uh, right next door to Michiana. So um, it wasn't an easy decision. Mike Braun announced he's running for governor, opens up the Senate seat. I just feel like Indiana is a conservative state and Indiana deserves a conservative Senator to go to Washington and fight for our conservative Hoosier family values. And, that's what I've been doing in the House, but the Senate just provides a, a much uh, a, a, an opportunity to to fight for um, those values in a bigger way. And I, I think the three biggest threats to America—we've already talked about one of them—is is China, the Chinese Communist Party, uh, the, the the Chinese military has a bigger navy than our navy. They they have emerging and sophisticated technologies that we don't have, and we got to do more to prepare for um, uh, to prepare prepare for not just the the competition, but you know what? What uh, what can America do to uh, to compete with China, remain on top, and not let China uh, take over uh, America as the world power? So that's the that's one of the biggest threats. I think the national debt, thirty two trillion dollars, and that you saw some Republicans go along to get along and and uh, and and help pass a, a one point seven trillion dollar omnibus bill. You know we got we got to stop the madness, stop the spending, cut wasteful spending. We're about we've hit the debt limit. We're about to have a debt limit fight. In yeah. the Congress, and it's, it's long past time to have gone along to get along. We got to we got to cut spending and address the the fiscal situation in our country. Then the third biggest threat that I believe is wokeism in our country. We see it in the schools uh, teaching critical race theory, anti-Americanism. You see uh, 
some of this garbage being pushed on our troops. Wokeness is weakness, and it is a cancer that's going to kill this country from inside out if we don't do something about it. So up, we got to uproot it, and we got to we got to raise up a new generation of patriotic Americans that understand that America is the greatest country in the history of the world, instead of being instead of teaching them the opposite. And that, those, those are the three biggest threats to our country, and why I'm running for the Senate to do something about it. Well, I mean, I, I was excited about it. I was pretty thrilled. Obviously, it's still early. I know that other people are going to be announcing. I, I haven't seen a name personally that I would put above yours, Congressman. Um, I think at this point in time, you have my full support. I think you're the right person for the Senate. I've always enjoyed your career in the House. You know, looking forward, I mean, you mentioned, obviously, China's, you know, again, huge threat to the United States. But I got to tell you, I, I'm looking at everything that's happening in Ukraine. As a veteran myself, I'm seeing patterns that I don't like that I've seen throughout history. And I'm very concerned about the tank situation, and I'm concerned at what that could lead to with China somehow, some way, getting their hands on this stuff. And there was a report that came out this week, I'm sure that you're aware of it, um, that Russia is now negotiating with the Taliban for American equipment that was left behind in Afghanistan. And these are all things that are potential risks to our national security. And I'm all for the Ukrainians beating the Russians, but I'm very concerned about the way that we're going about doing it. Yeah, we, we have the weakest commander-in-chief we've ever had in American history sitting in the White House today. And weakness invites the aggression of our adversaries. So it's not a coincidence that for four years when Donald Trump was in office, Russia didn't invade Ukraine, that China didn't go after Taiwan. Iran, uh, uh, they, they stopped a lot of their activities because they were afraid of Donald Trump. And, and North Korea stopped testing their intercontinental ballistic missiles because Trump uh, threatened them, and they they feared Trump. Now we have now we have the weakest commander in chief who they're not afraid of, and that that weakness projected by America on the world stage has turned the world upside down and made it a a uh, a much uh, more dangerous place. So that that I go back and I think about you know when when Ronald Reagan talked about peace through strength, he wasn't just talking about having the biggest, mightiest, strongest military. He was also talking about having a strong America. And right now we have an America in decline. We have a, we have weak leadership. And that, that's why you see these uh, these things happening. So we have to this is why we, we, we talk about the America first policies of Donald Trump. We've got to go back to those policies that project American strength, that make America strong, focus on our interests first. And if we do that, then then I think the, the rest of the world is a lot better off for it, too. So, Congressman, as the uh, audience is listening to this and, and, you know, we end the interview, is there anything that you wanted, any call to action that you have for anybody out there in the audience to do right now that would help you guys and your mission in Congress right now, whether it's, you know, the debt ceiling fight or anything else? Is there a call to action that you want the audience to partake in? Well, I, I mean, you've got a great member of Congress, Rudy Yakum, and, and uh, but I, I'd say when it, you know, when it comes to, all of our representatives, both of our senators in the state, we, we can't back down. Uh, we have a big a big uh, we have a big mess on our hands. We have a, the debt limit issue, which is an opportunity to force Democrats to come to the table and negotiate with Republicans to do something about our fiscal health. So, demand that your representatives and your senators um, uh, push back on the on the radical uh, left wing uh, policies of the Democrats and the president to restore this country, get America back on top. So that's what I'm fighting for. You can learn more about my campaign for Senate at banksforsenate.com. Find me on Twitter and Facebook, uh, Instagram, and weigh in. Give me your feedback. I appreciate it very much. Indiana's 3rd District Representative Jim Banks and, of course, Republican candidate for Indiana's next senator. Thank you very much, Congressman. We do appreciate your time this afternoon.
Have a good day. You too. All right, we got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Casey Hendrickson.